Okay, so um, first things first, why don't you just kind of let them know, you know, who are you, uh, what are you working on right now, and then where'd you go to school, just kind of a little bit of background origin story on. Okay, um, do I start with like my name? Or yeah, yeah, go for it. <laughs> okay. I, I can edit all this stuff out, so okay. whatever you're comfortable with. Um, so my name is Monica Reyes. I grew up in the suburbs of Chicago. Okay. Um, before I went to DePaul for my undergrad, I started at CLC, a community college. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I had no idea what I wanted to do. Fantastic. So um, after my second year there, I decided I wanted to pursue accounting. So mm -hmm. I moved to the city, started my journey at DePaul. Um, after doing two years at, uh, and you said it's CSL? CLC. CLC, CLC. Okay, got it. Yeah. Got it. I, I know yeah. a lot of people who went to College of DuPage and who yeah. went to Oakton, and I've heard yeah. that those are the big three. For yeah, like in the gonna, suburbs. Yeah, here. exactly. Yeah, I had some friends. I think, well, DePaul's a really good transfer school, so there were a lot of people who went to those colleges and then I met them at oh. DePaul. Oh, so you weren't, so like when you were going to school, you were like, oh, like yeah. I, I, I thought I was going to be one of the few people who transferred in, but. Yeah, I had no idea what to expect, but yeah, yeah. there are a lot of transfer students. And nice. So it worked out. But Did you, when you were deciding to go to community college, how were your parents feeling about that? Were they like excited? Were they happy that you were choosing something practical? Were they? Yeah, I think, um, I think they tried to push it on me at first and then realized that the more they try to push it on me, the less I'm going to want to do it. They, they try to push community college. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because it was like a, it's a way more practical way for you to right. go if you don't know what you want to do. Right. I had no idea what I wanted yeah. to do. Um, but then, I mean, they let me do all like the college visits and like kind of got that experience and I was like, yeah, I, I think it is practical for me to stay. Like maybe mm -hmm. I'm not so ready to leave yet. Um, yeah. But in the end, I'm really, really glad I did it. Like, I don't think I was in the best mental state to be off on my own and mm -hmm. just in a new place. Um, and I mean, I had some really good professors there, so mm -hmm. yeah. that made it a lot easier for me, especially like my accounting professors at the community college. They were the best professors I've ever had. Mm -hmm. And they're, they're like one of the main reasons that I wanted to pursue accounting. Why do you think that you had such good, and I'm not saying that you had bad professors at, at DePaul, but why do you think you had such good professors um, at community college? Do you think that there's like a different mindset with professors there about like kind of knowing what kids are preparing themselves for if some of them are transferring out versus just trying to get an education to figure out what they want to do with the rest of their life? Do you think um, there was like a particular reason why the professors were so good or do you think you just kind of lucked out? I think I lucked out. I don't know. I mean, they had great experience. Because I, I had the same experience. Like yeah. I went to Oakton for, okay. and I took I, a couple of classes during winter, uh, during winter break. I took a couple mm -hmm. of classes during the summer and some of the best professors I had, because like when I asked them, they said, look, like I don't, if I were to do this, like from a, from a money, like from trying to make the most money. Yeah doesn't make any sense like it's not practical for them yeah. but they do it because like they actually want to give back and put yeah. people on the best course that's why I was kind of like curious and I have a feeling you had very I similar think, mentality with yeah I think I would agree I mean one of my professors worked at um, Boeing for oh, wow. so many years and he was so smart I was like okay he actually knows what he's talking <laughs> about and he actually loves what he's doing and one of my bio professors she's she went to Northwestern or something like that and you could just tell like she was she was like a geek for bio. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and so I know. like she was so smart and even though I didn't like that class, I mean she like I think they just love what they do. That it, it is funny that you can get a subject and this is for like a lot of high school students is that like you might go into a class and you don't necessarily like 
the subject, yeah. but the teacher or the professor is so into their you know yeah. stuff that yeah. you're just like, oh my god, I just love being around. And yeah. then they make like a topic that you would have otherwise hated actually kind of fun to just sit in and watch them right. um, interested in it. Um, okay, so you you went to community college for for a couple of years. I meant a couple of years, right? Yeah, and, two years. And when you decided to transfer, what made you pick DePaul over, say, some other schools that, that may have been um, like a UIC or U of I? Or, and, and it might just be that you, you knew you wanted to go there, but what was the reasoning there? What was the, the path? I think, number one, they a lot of my credits transferred to DePaul. Uh, okay. Um, and they also had a really good business accounting program. Mm -hmm. So that was one of the main reasons. Um, my sister had gone there. She did kind of a similar path community college to DePaul and she really liked it mm -hmm. um, we I mean we grew and we grew up in the suburbs but we have some family down here and so mm -hmm. we've always like loved coming to the God. city and so that was a huge factor I was like I don't think I want to go anywhere far but mm -hmm. this is like just far away from home that it's like it's nice like you feel like you're on your own yeah and I feel like it's important to like you knew why you were choosing and like to the point of like because this is going to undergrads and people in high school who are mm -hmm. who are thinking about what college they want to go to you know to your point you kind of made the decision based on what what makes sense for you yeah right and for you it made sense to go to to a community college because you wanted to figure out what you wanted to do right and you decided to go to DePaul because it allowed you to transfer credits and it also allows you to stay next to family and so yeah. I guess like the lesson there for a lot of kids is like figure out what you really want deep down and then make your decision based off of that versus what other people may push you towards. Yeah. Um, regardless of whether or not you end up choosing what, what they push you towards, it might just end up that, you know, the reasons why you want to go there makes sense. Yeah. So, um, so transitioning a little bit, um, after you were, when you transferred to DePaul, did you, were you doing internships while you were going to school? Uh, when I first transferred, no, I had no intern experience. I have a feeling I know why, but why is that? Uh, I don't, I, I don't know if my community college didn't offer them. Okay. Or maybe if... Oh, I meant when you transferred to DePaul. That, I imagine that first semester or two, you probably wanted to kind of get used to your classes and not kind of over, overwhelm yourself, right? Yeah, I, yeah. and I think I got very overwhelmed because right when DePaul's school year starts is like heavy recruiting season for uh, all internships and stuff okay. like that. And so you kind of just get thrown into like these huge career fairs and for people who had been at DePaul for a couple of years, like they had been there at least once mm -hmm. and like knew what to expect. But I walked into like these huge rooms with so many people and it's like, holy crap, like, this, <laughs> is, this is an overload. Really of, intense. Like, yeah. I remember the first time I went to it, I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah. I, I, we, in, in a previous interview, we were talking about like, they said if there was like one career fair tip that you could give, what is it? And I said... You know, I said the career tip, but then I said this comes after basically running into walls for three or four career fairs yeah. and figuring out, oh my gosh, like yeah. what am I supposed to do here? I ended up telling them that, you know, the the best thing you can do with a recruiter is just go up to them and say, hey, how is your trip down here, or how is your day going? Yeah. Because they're so used to, you know, you getting the resume or getting the resume from the student, and then that student just goes into like their script. Yeah. And and the reality is that if you can make it organic, it makes it so much better experience for both sides. Even right. if it doesn't result in a job or an opportunity, I just think that that's like a better route to go. And yeah, and even before you get to that stage to like feel comfortable to start an organic mm -hmm. conversation, and you you kind of you have to go through those awkward exactly. conversations. Yeah. But like the only way you're going to get better is putting yourself into those situations. Hundred percent, you have to dive. You have to yeah. dive in. Yeah. Um, when you when you did end up getting comfortable, did you end up doing any internships during college? I did a couple internships. I okay. ended up doing a busy season tax internship wow. with okay. a smaller firm called Crow. Forward. Okay, I'm, I'm I think familiar. they're mid-sized. Yeah, 
Um, so that was cool because, I mean, I got to see what they actually do on a day-to-day -day basis. And I realized I didn't want to do that. Yep. But it was still, I mean, you get to, like, experience the normal working day life. And okay. it, for me, it was nice because I was in the city mm -hmm. going to school, so I could still, like, Not take much classes during, yep. yeah, during my internship, too. So Two questions with that. So it was during a, a tax, so you were working as basically a tax intern during mm -hmm. busy season. So two questions. One, um, what, w what were you doing on a day-to-day -day basis um, versus, like, what maybe a job description would read out? Yeah, so I was in the office every day. My, the team that I was part of was equity. Private equity? Private equity, okay. yeah. And it was for, we were doing taxes for large corporations. Oh, cool. Okay. Um, so basically I was at my desk every day on the computer looking at different tax returns mm -hmm. and kind of okay. it was a lot of data entry but um mm -hmm. as is most internships i right, mean yeah. a majority of it is going to be data entry yeah. what was uh what was kind of what would you say was unique to the private equity group versus like basically a broader like state and local tax or international tax um i guess i don't know if i know enough about the other groups and about what they did but i want to say it's just like the information that's okay. different it's not really the documents that's different gotcha i mean you're filling i mean you're filling out different types of returns but they're all returns so right taxes taxes yeah. tax and yeah. it's just coming down to so maybe it's uh i guess maybe more of it comes down to kind of the research you do behind yeah. the firms because right. it's going to be fully different type of of research um yeah. after that so oh and what were the hours like because i know that busy season can be I guess it kind of is maybe different for interns, or did you yeah. have basically the same experience as the associates? What was that like? Yeah, so I know it depends on what firm you intern with, but some interns at, at the firm I interned with, we weren't allowed to do overtime. It was 40 okay. hours a week. That makes sense. But the team was there very, very late. Oh, yeah. And very early, and <laughs> on the weekends, and I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't think that... I would like doing this. Why, why do you think, and, and I'm not saying that, because I, I think that there are people who really do love tax and audit yeah. and are, are willing to go through that. And plus, I, I don't know because I haven't experienced it personally, mm -hmm. but it looks like after you get through the busy season, it does get a little bit more calmer right. and, and it's yeah. a little bit more of a, a balance. But how did you know that you didn't want to kind of go through that kind of ebb and flow of busy season and off busy season versus doing kind of a different route? Did it, was it just seeing what people were going through? Was it you knowing yourself? Yeah, I think it's, it was partially seeing what they were going through. I don't think they hated what they were doing or hated mm -hmm. working long hours. It's especially a lot easier when you actually like your team. Mm -hmm. And the team that I worked with was really nice and you could tell that they enjoyed each other's company. So mm -hmm. like, if you have to go in on a Saturday and work with these people, like it's not that bad. <laughs> right. But on the other hand, I just, I didn't see myself working those long kind of hours. I, that's just not my personality. Gotcha. And, and that makes sense. I mean, I, to your point, you just got to kind of know, and, and you're still figuring yourself out in college of what right. you actually want. And so yeah. I think that those internships are valuable because you kind of see what you don't want, which helps you lean closer to what you do want. Exactly. Um, after uh, interning with Crow, did you do another internship before you went, before you graduated full -time? I did. And it was really, really different. It wasn't public accounting. It okay. was in the... Uh, accounting department of Lettuce Entertaining Restaurants. Oh, I'm familiar. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, so they've got a ton. By the way, they've got a ton of so restaurants many. around. <laughs> so many. Did you yeah. did you go to like a bunch of different restaurants and just kind of ate for free or? Basically, because <laughs> I was before doing the internship, I was hosting at one of their restaurants. Oh no way! Okay. Yeah. And so, so 
Did you, wait, did you go from like hosting at different restaurants to doing like the corporate accounting side? Yeah, well I only hosted at one restaurant, but okay. then from there I told them, I was like, I'm studying accounting, I want to do your accounting internship. That is awesome. And so it was really easy for me to like slide in there. <laughs> that is so funny because then you yeah. were able to see kind of the day to day at yeah. one of the restaurants that they, they manage and then, basically, yeah. and then go and see the corporate side yeah. and like, oh, I actually know why that, why that weird account has like a negative balance or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, was cool. Did you ever have any of those experiences where you were able to kind of tie your previous experience with a restaurant and then it kind of helped you see something at the corporate level and the, the financial documents level or is that just way... Um, so what was cool about it is we, we got to go through the experience of building our own restaurant Whoa. and okay. kind of coming up with our own like pro forma statements and stuff like that wow. with a team of other interns. There were a lot of us. Um, so we kind of got that perspective of it, which was like, um, like, w what are all the costs that are going to go into constructing your restaurant? Wow. And like, okay. how are you going to break even? Mm -hmm. When are you going to pay all this back? Like, how long is it going to take you? So did you find horrible. out? Did you find out that the margins were horrible on, on well, a lot like, of restaurants? We like made it so it worked. You know? <laughs> there <laughs> like, you go. <laughs> yeah. So we had to make it look good on paper. Okay, that's cool. But that was cool. Yeah, did they uh, did they end up ever making decisions or kind of showing you how that how that played out or? Yeah, it, so on like the last day of the internship or something, they had uh, kind of like a little convention where all the interns would like set up their presentation on their that restaurant. That is actually concept, pretty cool. And then we all got judged, and the winner would get some sort of prize. But <laughs> you got to see like all the different restaurant concepts, and um, a lot of the different partners came in from the different restaurants. So it's judged. basically science fair for accountants. Basically, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is so awesome. But it was cool because you always also worked with um, like marketing people and management people who wanted to be like an actual manager mm -hmm. or hospitality people. So you got like all those different perspectives in there. That is that is awesome. And you yeah. kind of see every, every, I don't even know what the word is, but like, oh, basically like every role within yeah. like what would go into a restaurant. That is so yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um, that is really cool. How did that, so uh, now you're full-time at RSM? Yes. What led you to kind of go back to an, a more traditional public accounting firm? And, uh, and what do you do day-to-day? -day? I think the biggest reason I wanted to go back into a larger accounting firm was just the different growth opportunities. Mm -hmm. And right now, there's just so many young people. There's so many people to meet in the firm. You're right downtown. Yep. It's just, I think I saw a better long-term career. Mm -hmm. um, and I guess what's different on a day-to-day -day basis, I mean, I am I guess I'm working more with a team now mm -hmm. um, before you're kind of just like in your own little cube. But now you like kind of, you like really have to collaborate with your team, especially when at the associate level when you like have no idea what you're doing. Like mm -hmm. you want those people there so you can like constantly ask them questions. <laughs> Yeah. And, um, yeah, right now is our busy season. We're right. like, required to charge 10 billable hours, uh, which isn't that bad. I go in like an hour earlier to work, leave an hour later. Um, but my team is... 10 billable hours over 40. Or is it 10 billable hours over whatever you do during the weekday? Every day. It's okay. 10 oh, got hours. it. Okay. Got it. Yeah, okay. So, so 50, 50 hour hours week, a week, essentially. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. And that's pretty typical across the board during mm -hmm. the busy season. Yeah. Um, I do have a question. So when you were starting out, um, I'm, I imagine, like, for me, I had so many things that I learned, um, but what were some of the things that you struggled with early on that you were like, oh, I don't know if I should go and ask my manager, or I don't know if, 
you know, this is something that I should necessarily go to somebody for? Or was there stuff that you wish you had basically done more research on earlier on that would help you maybe now that you're a year or so into your career? Yeah, I think now I just have so many questions about everything that it's hard to bother my manager so much because right. especially like I know they're super busy and I'm like okay well who do yeah. I ask then but um I don't know that I could have done more research to like prepare for my role more mm -hmm. but now that I'm in it it's it's kind of understanding why you're actually doing task you're assigned uh understanding what what's what it leads to right okay yeah. like, like the final work product the, whole, the big picture yeah mm -hmm. that helps a lot and then i mean you kind of you you just have to ask like you really can't be scared to ask mm -hmm. because everyone was in your position and like you don't want to turn in something at the end and be like well you should have asked earlier and we could have like figured this out earlier so what is so. the right way to ask is there like is it through email and kind of getting gathering a list i i feel like i've because I, I did two internships with BDO, mm -hmm. um, and then I did, and now I'm full-time, and I've worked for about a year. And I think one of the things that I struggled with was figuring out, do I ping them when I have questions? Yeah. Do I gather a list and then email it off when I email a work product? What, what was, like, how you solved it for yourself and, and some of the things that you learned in that process to know how to ask a question? Right. So I think if you can, try and, like, write down all your questions, compile them, rather than... Yep bugging your manager every five minutes when you have a new question yeah. but sometimes you can't do that because like it's like well I, if i don't know how to do this part then i can't, I can't really do any other part in the process yep. yeah so it depends but like try to compile them i think would be the mm -hmm. best the best way to do it and and google's your friend like if yeah. you can if you can figure yeah. out any aspect even if you can figure out like half the answer then right. you'll at least show hey like I've tried to get to that point where I can understand it, but there's this like missing piece that's yeah. industry specific and kind of experience specific. They'll realize it as you're asking, yeah. and then and then they can come in versus you not putting in any effort. And then it's like, oh, well, like I can't just go and kind of walk them through the entire process. Right. They need to do something. So right. I totally understand you on that. Yeah. Um, when I was looking at your LinkedIn profile, it said risk consultant. What yeah. does that entail? So RSM has kind of been going through some rebranding, I guess, because mm -hmm. they were. I worked, I worked when they were McGladry. So okay, yeah. I remember when I was like a year and a half or two years removed from that, because I did a tax processing specialist. Uh -huh. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but basically like a lot of it was like making copies and making oh. of, of tax returns and then understanding which, which copies go to which person and which mm -hmm. role. But yeah, when I was working there, it was McGladry. Yeah. So I'm very curious, you know, what, what the perspective is of somebody who's like going through kind of the, the restructuring as RSM. Yeah, so they were risk advisory mm -hmm. and then their new branding is risk consulting and basically they kind of want you to know a little bit about all the different kinds of consulting so mm. we're all kind of one consultant. all around yeah yeah that which like we would have someone to like suit whatever like business process you have um yeah and i imagine if you get if if like one of the three divisions gets a project they know that that third division has people who can come in and at least help right. out because they've all got a pretty broad knowledge right yeah. that, that makes a lot of sense yeah. and i think that's really smart by the business um what do you do as far, like um without getting into like client specific data right um or anything that's sensitive what what is something that you would actually do like if you got a project what would be your role within that project and then what is how are you setting up the manager to do their process of the role yeah, so at the associate level, we're doing um, the testing of different controls. So uh, 
our team focuses on SOX compliance. Nice. Okay. So different businesses have different regulations they have to follow, and we have to um, kind of tie documents together and test whether they were actually performing these oh, like okay. compliance regulations. Um, and so we're preparing, you know, worksheets in Excel, and then giving that to our manager. They review it give it back to us, we like fix it up, make it look nice, <laughs> and then they give it back and then they provide like a whole report saying these are like the high risk areas where you mm -hmm. need to like do a little mm -hmm. improvement, this is where you're doing well, this is what you could keep doing, and then like that's how we add value. That makes a lot of sense. What do you do, what are you doing outside of work that you think is like something that's really interesting or something that you know you didn't expect to be working on but now you think is like something that's really cool and somebody else could try out as well who's maybe thinking about what they want to do um, as I'm an undergrad? mostly outside of work right now. I'm studying for my CPA. That's right, and, and, that's, and that's how I reached out to yeah. you. <laughs> um, so so uh, just to give kind of context to the people who are watching, you know, I reached out to Monica because I saw that you, know, you kind of made a very genuine post and something that I think that a lot of people don't talk about in the CPA process. A lot of the times you see that they've said, like, past all four parts yeah. or past this part. Yeah. And I think that the reality is that, like, when you're going through the CPA, it's actually really tough. Yeah. And and just because you're seeing all of this good stuff happen to people around you doesn't mean that there aren't a ton of people also going through it. What were some of the things that, you know, you've been doing that's kind of helped you to kind of stay focused, even though there's been kind of, like, obstacles and, and yeah. a lot of adversity? I think the hardest part of it at first is just preparing for it mentally, like, you're gonna spend most of your nights studying, but that's just something you have to accept. And especially within my role right now, studying for the CPA is really helping me like tie a lot of concepts together and see a big picture and then like apply it to my actual work. Mm -hmm. So I failed far, but now going back, it's like, okay, now I understand like what I really need to do, yep. like how much effort I really need to put in, because I don't think I was... I don't think I was putting enough effort in the first time, but now it's like... And that's okay, too. And, yeah. and the, the, the amazing thing is it's okay, and it's even better because now you have such a, a better understanding of what, to your point, goes into it. Yeah. And I think that that's really valuable to people who are who might be, like, kind of cutting... And not cutting corners in, like, a bad way, but, like, they've got work or they've got yeah. school and they've got to kind of, like, you know, fit in as much time as possible or try right. to get as much as possible. <laughs> yeah. and, and the reality is that that's it's tough to then kind of do well um, from a sense of you know you know that you're supposed to be putting this in and then when yeah. test time comes it's it's tough. Yeah. Um, what are your when you when you so I'm, I'm thinking about how to frame this question. What what why do you think that um, the CPA is so important to the industry? That's something that I've. Uh, I, I ask people about it and basically they say, well, because my firm tells me to do it or because my school told me I need to have a CPA to, mm -hmm. to kind of stand out. And I'm curious, you know, what do you think is the importance of a CPA outside of just, you know, the firm basically requiring it or for to help you kind of differentiate yourself in the market? I think it really, like, solidifies your understanding of everything you've learned in school so far. Because, you know, you learn stuff, you take the test, and then you kind of, like, mm -hmm. let it yeah. slide out of your mind. <laughs> Happily, but, too, yeah. right? <laughs> like, Just forget about it. <laughs> but now it's like, okay, this is what you're doing. This is what your work is. Mm -hmm. These are, this is everything, like, you should be comfortable with, like, knowing and understanding, even just, like, the high-level concept. But knowing how it all ties together mm -hmm. helps a lot, especially when I'm, like, in my role specifically, it's, like, we need to 
test how this business process was actually completed. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, well, if you understand why we're actually doing it, then I can add value and be like, well, there, this is a better way we could test it to like actually mm. make sure that they're doing it right. Right. So, that, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So now yeah. going back, it's like, it helps a lot to realize this is really going to help you. Like you should actually be learning it, not to just memorize it and pass the exam, but like to mm -hmm. apply it to your role. Yeah. That, that makes a ton of sense. Um, and to your point, um, I think it also does come down to like, what do you want to do long term? Yeah. If you know that you're going to stay in public accounting, hundred percent, like CPA makes it because I, yeah. I, I've also, um, I, I've seen a lot of people, they'll like do public accounting and this is a very common path is to, like kind of do public accounting two to three years and then move elsewhere, move yeah. into like a corporate role. Um, I'm curious, you know, long term, how do you know exactly what you, you want to do? Is it just now that you're working, you're trying to learn as much as possible and you'll make that decision, you know, maybe a year or two later, or is it something that you, you kind of like went in and you like, oh, I really want to do public accounting for, for the rest of my life because it's just something that I enjoy doing um, and being in that kind of, you know, yeah. environment. I think I'm still struggling a little with that question. It's like, do I actually want and is it, yeah, to Yeah, it's, it's a question academy? that I don't expect you to have the answer, but if you have any insight, that could really help somebody who's like an undergrad who's, yeah. and they're getting pressure from tons of different places, parents, friends, yeah. you know, classmates. Yeah. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Right. Well, even now, I I don't know what I want to do, but I'm yeah. I think now I'm just kind of setting myself up so that later I can be like, okay, I have this certification, I have experience this many years in risk consulting. Now I can pretty much decide. Like, I have way more opportunities yep. and different paths that I could take. So I don't know what those paths are yet, but I'm learning throughout the process to like really understand what I like and what I'm passionate about. Yeah, and um, it's it's funny because that's the reason I went into accounting is uh, the reason I chose accounting is because I said okay, well, what's the thing that opens up as many doors as possible? Yeah. I don't, I don't think there's a single person. There's I shouldn't say a single person. There's probably like one of one percent that knows exactly what they want to do for the rest of their life, yeah. and they know the path to yeah. get there. <laughs> and and the reality is, I was not one of those people. Yeah. <laughs> but I realized that accounting would open up a, a lot of doors for me if I wanted to go into investment banking, yeah. financial analyst, business analyst, you know, all, accountant, right? The yeah. actual thing I'm studying. Yeah. Um, and then to your point, you're saying, well, look, you know, I want to develop my skills, right? I'll be able to harness those skills, you know, within working for a little while and I'll have the certification, then I can go decide after working and understanding kind of different industries that I'm going to be mm -hmm. working with, what exactly do I want to do? And so to your point, it's just basically doing that except within yeah. the real world. Um, and so I think that that's an incredibly just practical and, and real answer yeah. for, for a lot of kids who are probably, to, to the point, to my point earlier, just getting a ton of pressure from right. a lot of different places. Yeah. I mean, the best way to learn also is just talking to different people and like understanding their path. And even like in school, they tell you go to all these networking events, meet people, like con continue to do that outside of school because that's yeah. that's how you're gonna learn about like what other people do. If you don't ask, you never know. Hundred percent. I'm really passionate about that. Yeah. Because what I found is that undergrads will ask one or two people they really trust. Yeah. And they won't have context for what that person's going through. So for instance, I've had somebody who I they told me who they asked. I know those people. And like that one person had just gone through busy season and like oh. was totally burnt out. <laughs> and the other one yeah. that they asked was like in the summer and like wasn't going through a deadline anytime soon. And so it was funny to hear it because they were basically saying, I have com I'm getting completely different yeah. answers on what this industry is like. And I'm like, of course, because you've only asked two people yeah. and you have to uh, 
bear in mind what their context is. Right. Because somebody can be going through something completely different in the same exact role with the same exact experience as somebody else. Yeah. And so if you're not, to your point, asking a ton of people, it's really, yeah. you're not going to get much value. Um, so great point you brought up. Um, anything else you want to talk about that you think could be really helpful to like undergrads or high schoolers, things that you kind of experienced and you think might, might provide some insight for them? Um. I mean, I guess something that I did that helped me a lot was just, like, get involved maybe with a few organizations that you're, you're actually enjoy being a part of and not just, like, going to a ton of events because you want to say you went to these events, but, like, find groups of people who you, who you respect and you kind of want to be like and learn from them. And that helped me a lot with, like, you know, the older students who had been at DePaul. Mm -hmm. I was just there for my first year, and they they kind of helped guide me a lot, um, and just like just get into uncomfortable situations, like yeah. go to random interviews, sign yeah, up for this. random <laughs> events. Like that's what I did in college. That yep. helped me a lot. I I did some interview with like the president of AICPA or something oh, wow. like that. Yeah, and he he was asking just like random students like what what was that Todd Shapiro yeah okay that was okay Shapiro. yeah I remember he came to speak for U of I and I was yeah. I was trying to put it together I forgot if he was the CFO or the president but yeah yeah I think yeah he was he's an interesting you know he was a fun guy to to kind of listen to but yeah. to your point I, I imagine that was a pretty cool experience it was yeah. yeah you have to yeah just go into go to events like you never really would expect to go to mm -hmm. and just like learn from as many different people as you can yeah, yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that. Um, I don't really have anything else, but I appreciate you taking the time. 